All right, welcome to the Wednesday edition of Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for downloading and listening, I'm assuming, uh, today. Um, This is a post-game edition of the show as the Blue Jays fall to the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm very excited about it, as you can tell. Uh, If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. The music that you are listening to provided by Ways of Talent. They got a new song out now. It's unreal. So check that one out uh, and also check out their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. So the Blue Jays lose two out of three to the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's frustrating as hell. And I think a lot of people are going to comment on the umpiring in these three games. And yes, it was bad. The Blue Jays also not fantastic. And I don't understand what it is about Tampa Bay that gets this team forgetting how to approach things at the plate. And again, I'm going to talk about patience at the plate in a series where the umpires didn't know what the strike zone was. And that's, it can be frustrating at times because this is a Blue Jays team. And we talked about it a little bit with Tim Leeper uh, way back in the early days of this podcast, talking about how Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Sometimes his eye was too good for his own good. And I, I think that there were some times where, or there are some times where the Blue Jays need to expand the zone, but this was a little bit extreme. Like there was just... There, there was way too much swing and miss and way too many pitches that they were chasing. And then the frustrating part is you take a pitch that you think is a ball and it ends up being called a strike, and then you're even further behind. But I don't want to harp on the umpiring thing. Um, it was bad, and we need robot umpires now. But that, that's not the reason why the Blue Jays lost. Um, they, they just for whatever reason, they could not hit in this series against Tampa Bay. And that is concerning. I, I think the, the Robbie Ray start was not what the Blue Jays needed in this one either. And then today, Ross Stripling just didn't have it. And that's, you're kind of going on a hope and a prayer that he does have it. But the, the frustrating thing has been, you kind of thought you were getting some reinforcements here. And we talked about it on the podcast. You get Merriweather back, you get Barucki back, you get Stripling back. That should help. And today, Merriweather pitched all right. Stripling got the shit kicked out of him, and then Barucki hit a dude, so he's probably out for a game or two. It just, it feels like the reinforcements haven't reinforced the way you would like them to from a Toronto standpoint. And, but I, I still think the biggest factor in this series is that this offense just, again, it was like voodoo. They turned into a completely different team for these three games, and now you hope that they're able to get that back on track as you have just a couple series left this season. Obviously, the big focus is going to be New York, but this also shows, and it's something we've talked about, how quickly this stuff can turn. As the Yankees have one of their most frustrating losses of the season, their game is actually just about to start as I'm taping this. Um, it's probably, it might be over by the time you're listening, so I apologize, but they're about to for sure have a series win against the, the, the Texas. Rangers, but this is a Yankee team that doesn't seem to be too bothered by this. And anytime there has been a, okay, well, this is the turning point. The Red Sox lose like a thousand guys to COVID and injury, and they are hanging around. The Yankees get blown away in a game they had to have with Garrett Cole, and they bounce back. The Blue Jays go on a stretch where, well, this team just isn't doing it. They've they've given it a good try, but they've fallen out of the race. And then they were the best team in baseball for a a 25-game stretch. This really is a roller coaster ride, and it is going to be until the final day of the regular season. And there's a chance it's going to be beyond the final day of the regular season, as we might have some tiebreakers that have to come in as we get ready for the the wild card round with these three teams. And Oakland, excuse me, and Seattle are having something to say 
about this whole conversation as well. This is not, <laughs> this is never going to feel comfortable until it's over. And Toronto, credit them, all these teams have had plenty of reason to give up this season. Seattle, uh, it's because of a lack of talent. Um, admittedly, I don't know what adversity Oakland's faced, but I'm sure they have. But just in the, the American League East teams, you have, again, Boston had all kinds of injury issues and no one really expected this team to do a whole lot. And then they got hit hard by COVID and they have hung around. The Yankees have had one of the worst injury seasons that a, a team could imagine. And the Blue Jays had three home fields this year and they spent $25 million on a dude who has barely played for them this season. That is another thing as we transition out of this topic. Uh, but the final point on this, all of these teams have had to battle adversity. I don't think a bad game or two is going to completely throw them off course at this important time. One of the things the Blue Jays really need to, to think long and hard about as they go into this stretch is what are they doing with George Springer? Because he has not had it since he has come back. And it, it does still seem like something is bothering him. And while I appreciate that he wants to be out there with this team battling and trying to help lead them to a playoff spot, it does kind of feel like he's doing more harm than good. And you can't put him in the outfield, so he is clocking up a DH spot. I don't get why he has to be the number one hitter. Um, like the, the Blue Jays, when he was on the, the injured list, the Blue Jays shifted things around and it ended up working out pretty well for them. You can just slide Simeon up to number one. Th this team will be fine. So it, it is, it, that has been very frustrating because he has been a essential non-factor for this team and you feel bad for him because he's been hurt most of the year and you know he just wants to contribute and he know, you, you know he just wants to compete at this fun time of year and his body isn't allowing him to do that. But he and the team need to realize that that is not, working out and maybe even just sitting him for a couple of games or just a weekend series might be the way to go because it's it's been a tough one to watch and I think it's been very frustrating on the positive side as we kind of wrap up a rapid fire edition of the podcast today um Alex Manoa seems to be the real deal and it's been a frustrating year for Blue Jays fans from the pitching prospect perspective um you lose Simeon Woodroyd's Richardson now you gain a uh, Jose Barrios, so that's fantastic. Um, but Nate Pearson, this has been a real bad year, and he was supposed to come up last year and make a big difference, and then he gets hurt, and it just hasn't been the same for him since. And you hope that he is able to get it on track, and this isn't an Aaron Sanchez type of a situation, but that has been offset by the unbelievable performance of Alex Manoa. And for a, a Toronto team that we... A couple of years ago, it was, okay, you got all these hitting prospects. That's great. Who's going to pitch for these guys? Now you're starting to see who is going to pitch for these guys. And it's interesting how the the Blue Jays, I don't want to say it's mirroring the Cubs because that's a team that won a World Series and this Blue Jays team hasn't even won a playoff game yet. But that Cubs era where you had Bryant, the, the era that just blew up, they had Bryant, they had uh, Baez, they had Rizzo, and then some guys as well, like Kyle Schwarber was part of that for a little bit as well. Um, and it was, okay, where are we going to find the pitching? Oh, we'll find the pitching. And they found it. The The Cubs go out, acquire a John Lester, find a, a Jake Arrieta, turn him into a, the best pitcher in baseball for a few years. Um, unfortunate acquisition of Araldus Chapman, but you go out and 
find that spot at the major league level instead of trying to develop pitching, which the Angels have been trying to do for a while. But now the Blue Jays, they had all this young talent. Okay, who's going to pitch for them? That was the kind of the final piece. And when it was time for this team to be competitive, they added Ryu, they add Barrios, and now Manoa has developed into this absolute... I think, I think the kid's going to be a star. And he just, he has that swagger about him that even if things start to go a little bit rocky for him, that that confidence isn't going to waver. There is a maturity that probably needs to be fixed a little bit, but uh, that's going to come as he ages and matures. And you don't want that maturity to come at the expense of the fun that this kid is having playing the game. He has been just absolutely a blast to watch. And uh, from a Blue Jays fan perspective, you hope you get a chance to see him pitch in the postseason. But yes, Toronto loses to the Tampa Bay Rays. They didn't get swept. So that's great. Um, but for those who were saying, well, hey, look, this Blue Jays team, they can give Tampa Bay some issues when it comes to the postseason. This was a bit of a wake-up call when, when it comes to that. The Tampa Bay is still the best team in the league. We may not know why, but they are. And Tampa Bay with just a, hey, in case you forgot, this is why we're so good. It's a very short podcast today, but the, the Jays game... Yeah, it wasn't the best one to talk about. And, and admittedly, my Sportsnet Now feed kind of cut out. So the, the Kevin Kiermaier stuff is stupid. Um, like, just give them the line of carb, uh, the, the, the scouting report thing back, but also from a Toronto perspective, like, don't care as much. Like, that. that's just... This is one of those ones where, like, sports people get really upset and say, okay, well, why? Like, is this really worth getting that upset about? But also, from a, a Rays perspective, was it really worth it to hold on to the thing? Like, it's just... it's it, It's... It's just dumb. And then they hit him with a projectile thrown at 90 miles an hour, which for some reason we think is a cool thing to do, but whatever, man. It's just, it's dumb on both sides and makes both sides look childish. That's the official take of their show on that. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Coming up on Friday, massive show coming up on Friday because we have the full rundown of the NFL schedule. We have a preview of Extreme Rules. Girada. We have UFC 266. And AEW Dynamite tonight, um, and then getting ready for Rampage on Friday. Probably the biggest week in AEW, hist uh, AEW history, sorry, as they are at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, th this is the time to really kind of solidify that momentum that they have been building. So, it's going to be a fun Friday show, and because of that, we are cutting this one off a little bit today. You can only have so much fun during the week, and Wednesday is a, a pretty good time to cut back on that. We'll have a lot of fun on Friday. Uh, again, remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have done that already. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Twitter and Instagram, I am primetimeclined, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. I'm out. Talk to you guys Friday.